Okay. Um, welcome to a very special impromptu episode of Couch Taters. It's, what is it, 11 p.m.? Earlier. Yeah. No, I think it's later. So, oh, okay. Well, it's pretty late, and we just came back from seeing A Star is Born, starring Gaga, Lady Gaga. And written, directed, and starred Did he in write by, it? Yeah, he was part of the writing crew okay. um, by Bradley Cooper. By Sir Bradley Cooper, the American sniper. That might be offensive. It might be. We never introduced <laughs> ourselves. Oh, good God. I'm Capri, like the pants. And I'm Jackson, like Jackson Maine from A Star is Born, who has the same initials as I do. And let me tell you, he has a beard I would kill for. Damn, yeah, it was hot. That's a good beard. So usually we don't talk about movies, um, or we won't be talking about movies. This is definitely more television. Yeah, so far, so far we've talked about movies 50% of the time. Yes, but don't get used to it, people. This was just special. So I... I actually saw A Star is Born last night alone, Jackson. Um, I had a lot of work to do. He also said he was not interested. I also he wasn't said interested. He didn't want to come. Um, so I went. I really, really loved it. I've been a fan of Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata, a.k.a. Lady Gaga. Gaga. Uh, Gaga. She will be referred to henceforth as Gaga. Um, the lady I've formerly known as Gaga. I've been a fan of her Gaga. for a really long time. Um, she means a great deal to me, and I've also always loved Bradley Cooper. He's always been in my top five of people that I would just uh, ruin my relationship with Jackson for. So um, I had to go see Same. it. I'm really glad I did. And then we went again tonight. So Jackson saw it for the first time, and we also went with my good friend. Yeah. So um, I guess I guess the place to start is just what we thought of the movie. I. I was immediately proven wrong. I think I really liked. I really so, liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was amazing. I think it was more amazing than I liked it. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. But I think, like, what were you proven wrong about? Because I still don't really understand your preconceived notions about it. Like, I was kind yeah, of surprised. I, guess... I I was kind of surprised when you were like. I don't want to see this. I don't have any interest in it. And then only today did I learn that you had not even seen the trailer, which I thought was very compelling. I just I just hadn't seen any of it. I hadn't really heard any of the hype, except from you. And I was just like, I've never seen a movie like this that just like pulls a movie star from like pop music mm -hmm. and been successful. Mm -hmm. Like that's just not a thing that happens. Mm -hmm. And usually when people are like, oh, such and such is such a good actress. What they really mean is, oh, such and such is such a great actress for, for a, a pop star. For a musician. Yeah. Like, you'd think she'd be awful, but she's, but she's pretty not. solid. Well, so um, actually something about Lady Gaga is that she started trying to act. Um, yeah. I mean, she was... Did you know that? I did not know that. So she started trying to act, and when she wasn't making it as an actress, when she was like 18 or 19, she was like, I'm just going to try and make it as a singer. Um, and she would call up clubs and she would pretend to be her own manager and she would get spots in clubs in New York City. Do you by think she used an that. accent? She did. She did. What accent? Uh, she British? used a British accent. Of course, it's yeah. British. Um, it's at least the that's British. what she said on Ellen. I remember that from like an old interview. 
That's hilarious. Yeah, she's great. She's it's something so... that's something that you see on TV all the time. Yeah, no, she's so interesting. Um, she is. And I was actually having a conversation with a friend last night who also went to go see it by themselves. Um, and he is someone who, like, I respect his opinion very much. Um, and he, you know, he went to film school. He has very informed opinions on things. And I very much trust his judgment and kind of always feel self-conscious about the movies that I like and talking to him about movies. And he said this thing to me and he was like, you know, he was like, I I went in thinking I was going to hate it, thinking it was going to be cheesy and dumb and like, I don't know. And then he was like, at some point I realized that I was enjoying it. And I was like, we're living in a very, like probably one of the most painful times in modern history. He was like, why are we trying to stop ourselves from liking things? Why are we trying to police the things that we like? Like, why are we looking for reasons to hate ourselves for liking something? Yeah, and I think that, <laughs> that's so funny because when the movie was towards the end of the movie um and i'm not gonna spoil it now but i definitely was finding myself um thinking tr like trying to find holes in it in a way that we yeah that, in a way that we do all the time now mm -hmm. where it's almost like um like we're pretty liberal people and there's definitely like a pressure on us on on that is like self-imposed to kind of like, find all of the things that could be problematic or wrong with anything mm -hmm. that you like to make sure that it's okay to like it. And, um, and like, I think that A Star is Born, some of the stuff that I had seen on Twitter before it came out was just like, what if the gender roles had been reversed? Would we think that this was weird? Oh, what's the age gap? Blah, 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 blah. All these other things. Um, which I didn't really think were super present in the movie. Like, I never... I never felt like there was a huge age gap between right. them, um, partially because... Well, I think it's a testament to their chemistry. Yeah. Because really what I was focused on, like, it really felt like they had something really special. And I think that they do and that they did. Um, yeah, and I think I think that one thing that, they, that the show, that, that the movie did really well was, um, and we were talking about this before we started rolling, but it was just, like, the timelessness of it. Mm -hmm. um, except for, like a random like snippet about going on a european tour in 2004 which i want to see who opened for him that would have been interesting wait can we say who yeah, do we think would, would open for opened. jackson maine in 2004 what genre is jackson Maine? is it jason mraz is it mr it's a not, to z it's not mr az oh my god what the hell how the fuck could you even think that it was Foo Fighters, 2004 Foo Fighters, right before uh, was it like, uh, Best of You came out. Are we thinking Foo Fighters? Are we thinking that maybe maybe Jackson Maine opened for like Pearl Jam? Like a Pearl Jam or like even like a Red Hot Chili Peppers? Like he was like the ooh, opening, opening ooh, act. That, that's, that's the right genre. Mm -hmm. Like a, a rocky mm -hmm. group that definitely was into drugs. Oh, Red Hot Chili Peppers is a really good one. I was trying to think though. I was like, who is Jackson Maine? Like, who is it? Um, and I just couldn't, I couldn't place the only, it. The closest thing I could think of to a modern day Jackson Maine would be John Mayer in 20 years. Okay. I was thinking that too, but I was like, that's not my John Mayer. Or like, or like old school Eric Clapton. I'm a huge John Mayer fan. Did full disclosure to everyone listening. I thought I did go to John Mayer too, but I think we only go to John Mayer because he's a solo artist who's really good at guitar. That's like not, what we're looking no, for right no, here. No, 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 because it's not the same. They're not. Are you looking similar. for like a hip hop artist? No, I'm not looking for a fucking hip hop artist. I'm just saying, like, 
I don't think that they're similar at all. Is Jackson Maine really like Lil Wayne because he's drinking himself to death slowly with, with his purple drink? No, because Lil Wayne is indestructible. And Jackson Maine is <laughs> very, very destructible. much destructible. <laughs> Lil Wayne is like half cyborg. But anyways, yeah, I think you don't know how old either of them are. It could have taken place at any time. And I, I think that all of that was just to serve the idea that it's really just about this relationship between these two musicians. And and I, I was thinking about this right before we started recording, but I didn't really have a way to put it into words yet. But just every relationship in the movie, everything works on like multiple levels. Mm-hmm. Like when they started dating, you could easily be like, I mean, he's obviously an alcoholic and a drug addict, and she sees that. What is she doing there? Is she just trying to be opportunistic for her career, or is she just being thankful because he's, like, helping her, or does she really love him? And I think that it's kind of all of those things. Okay, so I just want to say that I never got the opportunistic vibe at all. I didn't even see that. I didn't even consider that. Maybe it's because I'm just, like, a romantic, and I just believed in the whole thing and i but she just like immediately fell in love with him even though there were all these like warning these red flags yes i think that i think that that's what love like that's what like when you fall super hard for someone you look beyond all that shit and i think that a lot of it is like thinking that you love them so much that like your love can fix that person and i think i don't think that it was opportunistic at all and i think that you can tell that from like how she speaks to him in the movie (laughs) Like, I just don't, I don't, I think that, like, it was nice for her. She didn't even want to go. Yeah. Like, she didn't even want to go to the concert. Like, ugh, people aren't even, I hope you saw this movie if you're listening to this. Yeah, we didn't even, we didn't even, like, talk about how we wanted to handle spoilers in this. Well, um, are we going to talk about spoilers? I think we are. So I would say if uh, you don't want to know how this movie ends or you live under a rock and you somehow don't know, all right, re- relax. turn it relax. off. I'm just amped. This movie was great. You should go see it and then listen to our podcast. But, um, I mean, the other thing that we were talking about, it was so easy to see where both he and, um, and Allie were coming from mm-hmm. in every situation. Like, when they have the fight in the bathtub where, you know, you totally understand why she's, he says things that he shouldn't. And it totally makes sense that she should do whatever she wants with her career. But it also totally makes sense that he would look at her after that Saturday night live performance and be like, this is just not the person I fell in love with. Like the, the, it's such a far cry from them singing that like shallow duet. Yeah. And I, I think also I'm just realizing this now, but like there's that scene, not earlier, but like it's, I guess it's earlier than the fight in the bathtub where like they're they have such a sweet scene in the bathtub where yeah. where she's like putting the the uh, the fake eyebrow on him and like they're just so happy and then it's like 25 minutes later in the movie like they just exchange really terrible words with each other and it's just man it really there are so many there are, I think, especially, there's no movie you can compare this to. Um, so I think, I don't think that that's totally true. Because well, there were other movies that I definitely. movies than I am. There were definitely a couple movies I thought of. But What did you think of? Um, you thought of The Wrestler. Yep. I thought of The Wrestler. I thought of um, a movie I haven't seen all of, but Walk the Line. Mm-hmm. With, uh, with Reese Witherspoon and Joaquin Phoenix. 
Um, those are the two that Remember come to mind. Remember when Reese Witherspoon won a, a, a very was it an Oscar? It was an Oscar. Did yeah, she won an Oscar. Wow, best supporting actress. What a G. Walk the line. Love Reese. Um. Anyways, yeah, I think I think both of those movies are similar, but I think I think that this movie is very much about that that relationship itself, which so which I, the others two weren't. Can I ask you something? Yeah. One of your main reservations that you expressed to me about this movie was you said, I don't like musicals. So how do you feel like, because I, I kind of was like, I don't really see this as a musical. Like, I think that there were, like, there are songs in it, I guess, but like, it doesn't feel like it's a musical. Do you feel that way? Um, I think that, I don't think that it's like the, the standard musical where everyone is doing like show tunes and like, it's. Did you think it would be like that? Um, I wasn't totally sure, but I did think that it was, I think when, for me, when you get into like such a, a, there's like a risk when you're doing like so many musical, like highly produced, um, like well-produced songs. Like, did you think it was going to be like a La La Land vibe? A little bit. I thought it might be. And how do you feel about that? I did. I didn't feel like it was like that, but I think that it was kind of like the next step down, which was, or like away from total musical theater, not down, but like in the other direction towards like more narrative by being like all the songs were organic. I, I feel like many people, especially men, uh, write off Lady Gaga because, um, of like, you know, when she was like first getting popular, she wore the meat dress. She lived in an egg for three days before the Grammys. She did a lot of ridiculous shit. And I think that a lot of people kind of saw her, took that in. They were like, oh, she's just like a weird performer. And they they kind of found that to be distasteful or like they just they didn't like it. Um, And I think that I kind of talked about this on Instagram last night, but like I feel like people are un- or like were uncomfortable with Lady Gaga um, at that point in time because she was doing weird stuff and she didn't give a shit about what anybody thought of her. And she just like thought of this weird shit in her head and like found a way to make it come to life. And I think that the root of her like not caring about what anybody thought made people uncomfortable. And I think that people feeling uncomfortable because of that is rooted in a form of misogyny. And I think that people not being able to see past the meat suit and see her talent and like see her vision. Like I'm not saying everyone has to like her. I'm just saying people, I feel like people are not, are looking past her and it makes me upset because I feel like it's rooted in misogyny. And I don't think a lot of people realize that who feel that way, including you, because you're so far from a misogynist and you care so deeply uh, about women's issues. And it just made me really mad and really upset. So for me, it's not that I, it's honestly, I, it's not that I'm thinking about the meat suit or that I'm thinking about anything else. When I think of Lady Gaga, the first two or three things I think of are, uh, the bad romance video, the just dance and the just dance video. Cause mm-hmm. that was the first thing I ever saw from yeah. her. And I always think of the song Alejandro. I don't know why. Yeah. That's weird to me. It's just like not, I, it was always stuck in my head in yeah. high school. And, um, I mean, I'm someone who likes Grimes, who's pretty much 
also a sim- in similar in the way that she just does whatever crazy you art she wants friends. to do. I'm just wondering. That's <laughs> <sighs> uh, a hard question to answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have complicated. I just thought feelings. we should address it, like before all this Elon Musk Musk stuff. Jackson like really, really, really loved Grimes. And that music still, I still, and the music is. Still I still good. have such a, but this kind of gets back to what I was trying to say is when I'm when I'm thinking about them as artists, not as their place in pop culture, which I think is kind of where the meat dress comes in and the egg thing and Grimes the with Elon Musk. Plants. But and it, oh my god, the cheek implants were very scary. I was legitimately frightened. Yeah, that was iffy for me. But. I I respect both of them in the way that they are following their their vision, their muse of of art, you know? And it's clear that it's art. It's not just um like it's not just trying to be pop. It's not just trying to be popular. Um right. it's it's trying to be it's trying to say something, which I guess was part of what this movie was about. Um but I just never felt like Lady Gaga spoke to me personally, like I could see yeah. her her talent, I could see her creativity, but I was never gonna put on the fame on my own. Like, sure, I was never gonna put on any of her music just to listen to. Yeah, but I'm I was not saying that I expected anyone to feel that way. Like I don't expect anyone to like something and like be really invested in something just because someone is talented. I just like I think that a lot of people look past her and see and just see like the outlandish stunts and like the things that she did in like 2010 2011 and like I just get mad when I feel like people aren't looking at her and like I guess at other artists who do similar things though I can't really think of one off the top of my head I don't when I don't think they're looking at like the whole package I mean to me when you were like here is this movie starring Lady Gaga and American Sniper Bradley Cooper, I was like, eh, I don't really want to see a movie directed by, uh, like, there are just a lot of red flags in this movie going in. Like, it's written, directed, and starring a guy who has never written or directed anything, and his last major movie was American Sniper, and Lady Gaga has never really acted in anything before, and it's like a remake, and like there's just I feel like there were a lot of things that I saw could go wrong or just like not work or mm-hmm. be popular but not work. Um and even though like you were all about it last night, I was like, but Capri is also like she like Lady Gaga kind of speaks to her more than she speaks to me. So I'm not sure if that is enough. But I mean having seen it, I it's it works totally. The movie totally works. It's a very good movie. Very, very great, very good movie. <laughs> um, um, and Lady Gaga is, and Bradley Cooper are both tremendous actors. Tremendous. I think they are. And I think that, uh, like I was saying, uh, to Capri, Lady Gaga's performance totally makes you believe in that relationship Mm -hmm. like their chemistry is so important for the movie to work if you don't believe in their love if you don't believe when she's singing goodbye to him at the end that she loved him with all her heart and that she's just devastated it just doesn't work 
Mm-hmm. But it totally does. It totally survives and is like triumphant because of that. Because the two of them can sell it so well. Yeah. And I think I I have said to you a few times that something I was kind of concerned about with the movie that ended up not being an issue for me at all is I was afraid I was going to see her sing. I was going to see her act and I was going to see her play a pop star and feel like I was watching Lady Gaga on the screen. And I was like, I would be like, oh, Lady Gaga is singing this song pretending to be someone else. How weird. Um, and I I never felt that both times I watched the movie. Um, I never had an issue with that. I just felt like I was watching a good movie with an actress where I totally believed it. Um, and I know that you mentioned that. Same. You, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying that like sometimes when she was singing, you're like, oh, this is Lady Gaga singing. No, no, no. I never felt like it was um, Lady Gaga. I, I felt like I felt like she was any other prestigious actress. Yeah. Um, I I watch TV and movies from like such a. I think that's one thing that film school does to you a little bit is that you kind of stop. I feel like it's very difficult for me to not see actors as actors at some level and just be like, wow, that's a great performance or whatever. Mm -hmm. And just be like, wow, that character, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really get there anymore. Um, But I mean, she was right there. I mean, I thought her performance was great. Yeah. I think, I think that, she totally made me believe in this person. This is a person, not mm-hmm. just a, um, you know, she's not just a, a generic pop star. Can I just say what I think the worst part of the movie was? Yeah. Least believable, the worst part. What? The billboard. Oh, my God. It was gosh. so bad. It oh was my God. so ugly. Allie. Allie. Like, it was crazy. And it's, and and it's, it's just huge. right outside and their, yeah, their her window. <laughs> that was, like, the one part And the colors were like, so bad. Yeah. Why did they decide to make her a redhead? I would well, like to know she that. Was like, so I think it was because she was like, I don't want to be a fucking blonde. And he was like, cool, red. Well, like, what the fuck else is she going to do? She do, like, blue? Like, is she trying to do, is she, like, doing the Haley Williams thing with her hair? Where they're like, we're going red. One year ago yesterday... Haley Williams and I clinked beverages at a concert after party. And it was the most exhilarating half a second of my life. No, you talked to her for a while. Yeah, but that clink, man. That clink. The clink. Hashtag that clink. That clink. Ooh, mama. But no. Ooh, mama. It was not like Haley Williams at all. I just meant, I just meant from a. Who did Alec Baldwin owe a favor to? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Is he friends with Bradley Cooper? I wouldn't be surprised if he was friends with Gaga. I wouldn't be surprised if he was friends with Bradley Cooper either. Well, yeah. Bradley Cooper is very popular. I th- I think that um I think that you uh, you also undersold to me um Bradley Cooper in this movie. Yeah. I think that he was I think that he was really good. And um you know in a lot of ways, I think that this movie is more about him than her. Um, oh, definitely. And I, I don't know. I totally bought his whole thing. I mean the the demons that he had. They all. They all. It always felt like there was something just beneath the surface of mm-hmm. him, and you knew that he was never going to be quite able to touch into it, and or like face it. Um, and. Or he was just too far gone 
and he knew that and it was just it was um it was just really touching i think that there were a lot of like really good directorial directorial flourishes that he did for that character like what like the hat at the end with the uh leaving his hat basically as a suicide note um one thing i really liked was we always got these like crazy lens flares um when they were on stage playing especially him uh less Less Gaga. Well, the movie opens with that. Yeah, and then he has another sequence like that at the Grammys, yep. um, when he kind of just is like pulled back from the brid- the brink of like collapse mm-hmm. by just this guitar riff of Pretty Woman, um, which is pretty cool. Um, but you know that same kind of uh flare, light flare, mm-hmm. is right there when he's about to, right before he pulls down the the garage door. Didn't I say that to you? I think you were getting there. I don't no, think. I literally brought this up an hour ago while we were on the train back. Did Jackson's you say a that? lot more cerebral when it comes to this stuff. Some I I can be pretty happy just like watching a movie and being like, that was great. And Jackson will be like, well, if you'll see in Article 3 here in my notes from the movie, this is what I... And like, I didn't take notes oh, no, for you this didn't. movie. No, you did not. But, this is, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I never get this. So this is my. You know what was a you know what was a really well edited sequence was their was their wedding. Oh um, my god, I know. I really I really liked how they totally abbreviated the entire ceremony because the ceremony was just that it was just ceremonial. Like they were already joined. It, yeah, you know what I mean. Oh and god. they just kind of like cut it together really quick, and then it really focused on them. Being married. Like, so many movies, the way they edit that is this build-up, 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 then the I do, and they, like, lock lips, and the camera spins around them, like, eight times, and it's like, <laughs> woo! And that's the end of the story, but that's, like, not even the most important part of it for them. The most important part is their relationship and how that continues to grow and evolve, and this is just, like, this is a, a, def- a defining point, but it also... It also isn't, you know? Yeah. They were, they were always like this. They're, they weren't any different it after they were married change, yeah. as they were before. Like, but when they're in the bathtub and she, the second time, and she's like, she calls him her boyfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After they're married, and he was like, oh, you have a boyfriend? And she was like, yeah, I have a boyfriend. And then my favorite line in the whole movie is when she says that thing where she's like, she what what does she say? Where she's like, you can call me. She was like, I, I'm your girlfriend until you start treating me like your wife yeah. or something like that. And both times she said that, I was like, oh, my goodness. I don't remember the exact wording. What is it? Do you remember? It's it. I think that's it. I think that's it, right? I think that's it. Um, or, or you can stop being my boyfriend when you treat me like your yeah, wife. Yeah, I think that's it. And I just, I gasped because I was like, wow. And Bradley Cooper's character is like, I don't even know what that fucking means. And I was like damn this is really good yeah and and i think that that every single i every single conversation that lasts like half of the movie every single interaction you totally get from both sides like you get in that moment you i i understood both of them like she was right in to say that and he was also right to be like what the fuck are you doing your music sucks not even that, but just be like, I'm just trying to be honest with you, because he says that before it happens. Yeah. And, like, 
he's like, I'm just going to be honest with you about this whole thing. And it's not like he's not financially successful. Right. You know, it's not like she had to do this to make money and she was like struggling to get by. Um, This is what she chose to do with that manager. And when he like totally fucks up at the Grammys and like is institutionalized essentially, like, and she comes to see him and she's like, it's not your fault. It's a disease. Addiction's a disease. She's right, but it also is totally his fault. Yeah. Like, there's, like, definitely an ownership thing that has to come there. And right. you get both sides and you can tell that he totally is feeling like this is my fault. Mm-hmm. And I think there's definitely a part of her that's like, yeah, I mean, it is. Because it is. But also it isn't. And that's, that's Gee. like, that, that's like that that pull that give and take and the same thing with the end like you know i really like felt like i understood why he was doing that on like an emotional level like it wasn't just like here's how he's thinking through it but it felt like a decision that he would make it felt like like a a choice that was before him that he had to make and that he weighed all the options and thought that that was the best one right or wrong i'm so sad i'm sad you guys that movie really just, it like, it kind of like pets your heart like a puppy, like you pet a puppy, and then it rips it out. Let's talk about the real star of that movie. Stu- oh, the dog. The dog. The dog. That golden Charlie, doodle, though. The golden doodle. Now, a fun fact is that Charlie the golden doodle is Bradley Cooper's dog in real motherfucking life. And when he plays with that dog, you can see the love. The love. The love in both of oh. their eyes. It's admiration. Adoration. And he's running around with the dog outside oh, after he got back he from picks rehab. He up like a fucking baby. Oh, my God. That was the first time I cried. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Jackson's a sucker for the dogs. Why are you fucking laughing at me? It was precious. I'm hey. not laughing. Hey. Hey. What? I just want to get another look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I love me a good movie with suicide in it. Spoiler. Bradley Cooper's character hangs himself with a belt. After failing to do it at the age of 13. Oh my god. Oh my god. The people... See, I knew that he was gonna... I knew I knew that he hung himself because I needed that trigger warning before I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. But we were watching the movie and so many people were laughing at... Just the the goofiness of their early relationship and how cute it was. And I didn't laugh once because I was like, this is so tragic. This is all this is all going to end in just horrible. Yeah, I knew how it ended. um, And when I saw it the first time, I mean, I obviously was enjoying it. But the whole time I was like, is it going to happen now? Is it going to happen now? Is it going to happen now? And I read a lot of reviews of it and a lot of people are, like, the first half of the movie is amazing and so strong, and, like, the second half is, like, where a lot of the issues are. Like, what issues? A lot of people just say that the weakest part of the movie is, like, the manager and, like, how kind of, like, textbook it is. He is a little textbook. He is textbook, yeah. I have to agree there. Um, I don't even freaking remember his name. Raz? Roz? Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. Because I felt like the second half of the movie was really where... I mean, the first part of the movie has the higher degree of difficulty. I think to get you to a point where you are really buying their relationship so quickly mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. Like, that's really hard. And they do yeah. it very, very quickly. Yeah. 
because they have to make sure that you in your head don't start being like, this is moving kind of quickly. Like, you have to just buy it. Well, I think that that's, like, another part of the movie that's interesting because you have no idea how much time has passed. For sure. There's a couple of, like, time-passing montages, like, them on the road together and performing. It's, like, two of those, I think. Because, like, by the end of the movie, I was, like, trying to figure out how much time I thought had passed between them meeting and, like, her on stage at the end. And I was, like, maybe two years Oh, really? I think it was longer than that. Oh, you do? Yeah. Like, how many? Like, three or four? I was thinking, like, five. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Okay. I think that they're on tour for, like, a year mm-hmm. at at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it takes her about another year to get to yeah, the Grammys. Right. Uh, then I think it takes about another year for him to go through rehab. Oh, shit. Oh, so, like, three, three and a half years, maybe? Okay, yeah, maybe, like, three more, like, I don't know. Because I think she's on tour with him for a while. Like, we see that huge montage of them going uh, together, and then the manager picks her up after that, and then it's going to be, like, more... Then he's touring some, and she's touring some, but also doing her other thing. It takes her at least a year to get that album out and go and get to... Yeah. Get eligible for the Grammys, True. let alone be nominated and that. win. Okay, maybe like three years. And then I think he was in rehab for a while, considering the way they felt they seemed to play that up. Well, no, because like... Months. Yeah, but... No, because he was in rehab and he was swimming and they were like, how long has it been? And he was like, oh, I've been here for two months. And then that day, Gaga comes to visit and they were like three more weeks. So it must be a... So I think he was in rehab for like three months. You think it was like a ten week program or something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that would that would add up. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. <laughs> You're f- fading fast. I'm fading, but one more person I think we should talk about. How did you feel about the brother? I he was good. Yeah, I need to look up his name. Yeah, I know that actor. He's always been one of my favorites. I think he was really good. My, I think one of the strongest like dialogue points is when. They he finds out that he sells the ranch and he goes and he punches him in the face and they have that little exchange. I thought that dialogue was really strong. I thought every one of it. His name is Sam Elliott. Um, oh, oh, that's Sam Elliott. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Okay. And he's always been one of my favorite realize. actors in that genre of old man. Um. <laughs> <laughs> who else? Who else do you like in that genre? William H. Macy? No, he, he's not he's quite, not old, quite enough. old enough. He, yeah. You know, he's kind of gotten there with being on Shameless. Like, he's a little bit more like that, although he's still, like, vivacious. Can um, I have Elliot Gould? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, Timothy Oliphant is going to get there. He's not really there yet. Oh, he's nowhere near there yet. He's still but a he's got that, like, grace. Snack. He's got that grace double. Wasn't my dad, like, that guy is so attractive. Your dad did say that. <laughs> he was like, that. Who's he was like, who's that actor who's just so attractive <laughs> we we somehow discovered that it was him oh, my dad oh. was like yeah he's just a good looking guy another one another old man uh frank langella he's a really famous actor yeah but like what is he in he was he was on the americans he is on that show kidding on showtime he was he played nixon in that movie frost nixon that came out a couple years ago I'm just getting... Anyways, no, I thought I thought all of Sam Elliott's scenes were great. I thought that there's the scene where he gets punched, 
which you mentioned. And I think the scene where he, they like half reconcile. Mm -hmm. And then the scene where they totally reconcile. Mm -hmm. When Jackson is making the, like the rounds, like making amends and the speech he has with his brother. I thought that that was just like exactly how that person would do that. Yeah. Like that just felt so real. Um, and the way that Sam Elliott played his reaction was was perfect. It was all in one take. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that his speech to um, Ali at the end of the movie, where he where he was like, it's no one's fault but his, was a very good one as well. Yeah, you were a little wreck when I oh, You were over. shaking the whole seats of the row. You Yay! and Gabby together. It was it was rumble seats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was getting like, that 4D experience. Yeah, but like you were really crying. I was like I'm a weeper during movies. I wasn't like sobbing. I, no, I they no, were just but you were, you, they were I streaming down my face. Through. He was wiping away the tears. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess, cry in movies. Yeah, I yeah. cried in Call Me by Your Name last year. Did we ever see that movie together? No. We didn't, right? We didn't. We just I've seen both it twice saw... without seen... you. Yeah, I've seen it three times without you. Um, and I saw the last the movie before that that made me cry in theaters was Creed. I'm trying to think of all the movies that I've seen. What was the movie I saw before this? We saw a movie before this. Mamma Mia too. Well, I fucking cried in that. <laughs> um, no, I saw. Well, I saw Con Air recently at the Coolidge. Did they, you cry during streamed. that? Uh, no, I didn't cry during Connor. But what did we see at the Coolidge recently? We saw... Eighth grade. We saw eighth grade. Did you cry during eighth grade? No, I no. It didn't do it for me, you guys. Anyways, my point is, unless you're a boxing... Unless you're a movie where boxing is used as a metaphor for personal growth, I'm unlikely to cry during that movie. And this one made me cry. But I have cried at every single you boxing... Mamma Mia. I did not. You didn't? No. Well, you're fucking made of stone. I mean, Meryl Streep's dead, but they were so joyful. Yeah, they were joyful, but it was so upsetting. Like I was oh not upset at all. It was the circle of life. When they baptized the baby and she's like missing her damn mom. What the fuck? You didn't cry? That was the circle of life. Which is really sad when you think about it. But But the reason I loved that movie so much was because they were so joyful about the experience of life and those patterns and that how life goes on even after you're you're gone for the people that you love most dearly. You know what's the most unrealistic thing about Mamma Mia (laughs) 2? The fact that... None of those people... The fact that Meryl Streep is clearly on a green screen and they couldn't get her to show up for one day of filming. Uh, The fact that none of the people in Mamma Mia 2 have crippling death anxiety. Actually... They, they, uh, I was reading something, well, actually, I was reading this article about, uh, I wish you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> I really fucking do. About, uh, the places on Earth. Oh, no, it was, it was the Vox Explained show on Netflix. And they were talking about the, sh- the, the places on Earth with the highest life expectancy, the longest life expectancy. And some of those islands in Greece are the you, oh, yeah. you live the those longest. People live so long. Like the like the average death or the median death age is like a hundred. Yeah. A hundred plus. Yeah. And it's just because they and they, they noted the re, all the places around the world where they have these kinds of like super long lifespans. They're like the common denominators are Mediterranean diet. 
yeah, a lot of uh, vegetables uh, and fish and, and fish. Yep. Omega threes. Exercise and uh, exercise a lively social life deep into your deep into your life mm-hmm. and also wine. Yeah. And and sun. And guess what? Like that sounds pretty great. Like that. I don't think any of them have crippling health, death anxiety because they're just like so at peace with their lives, man. You and I couldn't live there. <laughs> We'd bum them all out. Wow. You're so right. <laughs> We'd be like running door to door with flyers like, we're all going to die. You know you, we're going to fucking die. And they're going to be like, yeah, we know. Stop bumming us out. Trying to trying to sing karaoke to ABBA right now. It's actually ABBA. I wish you guys could see my face right now. It looks no different than it normally does. On that note, I'm off the deep end. Watch as I dive in to my bed because I'm so tired from the emotional trauma that A Star is Born has put me to put me through times two.